Shalom, shalom, Shabbat, shalom, hallelujah. Welcome, it's Kenny Russell, Bulldozer of Faith, living life in the Spirit. I hope you're doing great today as we have uh, just come into the Sabbath here in Israel this evening. It's Friday night and it's about 1.14 in the morning, hallelujah. And here we are again in the place of prayer, pressing in in the spirit to receive from Yehovah tonight. I hope uh, that you are ready, no matter what time zone you are in, for what the Holy Spirit is going to do. I'm excited about uh, our topic tonight, and I've, I really sense in the spirit that over this next seven days is such an important time in the presence of Yehovah. So I want us to be uh, aligned. And, you know, this is stuff we talk about continually. And it's, it's something we will never come off. The importance of making sure that we're not diluting who we are to the ways of this world. We have got to be spiritually alert. And we need to move into a higher dimension on how we function in the supernatural. So we're going to talk about that tonight. And uh, yeah, we're going to have some fun in the scriptures and in the Word. So anyway, I'll just take a moment to give a shout out to those who are tuning in. We've got Deb with us. Um, welcome. Good to see you, Deb Sanchez. Blessings. Uh, thanks for joining with us today. And uh, let me hit refresh on this page here so I can see. Uh, we've got Cassandra joining with us as well. Welcome. We've got Lola. Welcome. We've got Russell. We've got B. We've got uh, Dara with us. Good to see you. Um, yeah, thanks for joining with us. If you're just tuning in right now, um, we've got uh, Wilson. Uh, thanks for joining with us. Just give us a shout out to let us know that you are watching. We've got Jerry as well. Good to see you, Jerry. Thank you for being with us. What a, a great time it is uh, during this Sabbath to stand upon the promises of Yehovah. We've got Keith as well in the UK. Welcome, Keith. Good to see you. Uh, we've got Jeff as well. Good to see you, Jeff. Thanks for joining. So, look, we're just going to press in tonight and... Uh, we're going to be just really focusing on the importance of living near to Elohim. How do we know if we're hearing the voice of the Father? Well, if we are, you know, if we have a long distance relationship, we're going to have problems in the area of communication. And we've got to get to that place where we uh, are uh, aligned in the Spirit to be able to hear and understand what the Spirit is saying. Okay, welcome, New Day as well. Good to see you. Thanks for joining with us. All right, let's take a moment to pray. Father, I want to thank you for this Sabbath. Thank you for a time of rest. Thank you that we can come into your presence and be refreshed. And Father, for all the things that we haven't accomplished um, through this week, we cast them onto you this day. We pray, Father, that you will uh, take up our cause. You'll deal with anything that's outstanding. We also thank you, Father, for the blessing of all the things we have accomplished this week. All the, the great things that we have witnessed you do this week. Hallelujah. I pray, Father, that every one of our lives will be effective for your kingdom. And what we do with our time each day is for a benefit for the expansion of the kingdom of Elohim. So, Father, we thank you that you have called us out of darkness into the marvelous light. And we want to be children of the light, those who live in the light. So we stand and we just you know, rejoice. And we say this is the hour for us to be in tune with you, that we can see your promises fulfilled. And Father, areas of our life where we're seeing spiritual lack, areas where we're seeing defeat, we ask for areas uh, of attack to be turned around for the blessing and for uh, the victory in Messiah, that we are called to be overcomers, Father. And we don't want to be those who shrink back, but we want to see the blessings and victory of Messiah. So we ask all this in Yeshua's name. Amen. Welcome, Esther, as well. We've got Crystal joining with us. We've got Yogi joining with us as well. Welcome, guys. Thanks for joining with us. All right. I try and get the shout-outs done at the beginning. So if you come in a little later, uh, we might not uh, get the shout-outs to you. But, you know, we still love and appreciate you all. And I'll get to catch up with uh, uh, who is tuning in uh, and your messages at the end of the broadcast as well. Welcome, Miguel, as well. Good to see you. Amen. All right. So, you know, look, I don't I don't really know how we're going to unfold all this tonight. But, uh, 
you know, we're just we're just gonna flow with it. Uh, I've got got a couple of bits of notes, kind of, sort of. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm just gonna share with you out of the heart of what the Holy Spirit is saying to me today and, and I've been reading in First Kings chapter seventeen. We did read in First Kings chapter sixteen before as we were reading about uh, Elijah leaving the place of the Cherith and going to the widow in a foreign land in the north and when he goes over to the widow, you know, this is you're talking three and a half years of drought. Uh, or is it three years? Maybe it's three years or three and a half years. I'll tell you right now. Uh, yeah, the third year, three years. And, you know, when we look at this story of what's happening, I want to take us back to the Torah just so we get an understanding of how important it is that we walk in obedience. You know, it's not just because you say glory, glory, hallelujah, that everything is going to be okay. No, you have got to align yourself with Yehovah in accordance with his will and purpose. And there's something important as well about the body of Messiah coming together as one. <coughs> you know, are we going to see a bride that is prepared for the Messiah's return? Is that what he is going to find on the earth? That's what the scripture says he's going to find. So there has to be a way that he is going to break through with mankind, those who are of the faith, that we will be people who walk in unity, walk in the love of Yehovah. We cannot have, you know, 65,000 denominations. We have got to be of one heart and one mind in the Spirit, showing ourselves to be disciples of Messiah. So anyway, in Deuteronomy chapter 11, of course, he is addressing the nation. And this is what I, why I'm saying this. We are called to be community. So you might be in a place where you think that, you know, it's all right for those people that want to do community, but you just want to be in isolation and do your own thing. I want to challenge you in that place and say that the, the desire and will of Yehovah is that we walk together with others. And many people are in isolation because of the abuse, because of the pain they have gone through, because people have mistreated them, they've acted wrong, there's been manipulation, there's been heavy shepherding, there's been false teaching, false prophecies, and, uh, you know, spiritual abuse, all these different things that has been happening. And, you know, some of the cruelest people you will ever witness are not people of the world. It's people who are meant to be your brothers and sisters in the faith. You know, some of your greatest battles are going to be coming from the inside. And this is the tactic of the enemy. <clears throat> and I want you to you know, captured by the Spirit. And, and look at all the challenges. Just think of all the people who have wronged you or who have done wrong to others. And, and you might be angry. You might be mad because of things that they have done. I want you to take a step back. And I want you to realize that what is playing out is a war in the heavenlies. And you're just seeing the contours. You're just seeing the manifestation in this earthly realm on how this uh, spiritual warfare is playing out in the heavenlies. And our job is to walk in the Spirit and live in the Spirit and have authority in the Spirit and overcome evil with good. We've got to be those who are identifying that which is wrong and bringing the, the the correction of the Spirit and the joy of the Spirit. But we have to deal with it in the heavenly realm. If you just deal with it in this realm, it's just going to re-manifest itself in so many places. And, you know, we've, we've spent 40 days really pressing in, making sure our focus is right. And I really believe over this next seven days, it's vitally important. Just from the place of prayers, I'm watching what's happening, you know, on the... Uh, in the nations of the world, yes, that's one thing. But, you know, my focus is, is far beyond what we're seeing manifesting on the news, what we're seeing with elections, what we're seeing in different countries. You know, you might think, oh, you know, this is bad. But listen, there's a spiritual battle that's going on behind the scenes. And that's the battle that we're meant to be getting engaged in. And, and you know, you can't take your instructions from, uh, you know, some whacked out 
you know, YouTubers and news re- <laughs> uh, self-proclaimed news reporters on the inside stories and Fox News and CNN and all the different channels. Listen, they're all as bad as each other. You know, someone, I can't remember who it was, was sending me a link about a British guy um, who's got this inside information um, and, and you go in and research the guy and you know he's been having sex with aliens he says he's had he's had children through aliens and he was abducted in his crib as a baby and you know what a wacko maniac and this is the people uh, who have literally millions of people listening to them as they look like they're convincing uh, with their stories on what is happening and we've got to wake up and watch where we get our news sources from and some of it can look very interesting on the face but as you dig into it you find wait a second what's happening here so always do some research on people that you're listening to so that we don't get uh, caught out with these things but more importantly than anything what are we hearing in the place of the spirit if we have this long distance relationship we're not going to be first hand in the know who is everybody listening to right now concerning the U.S. elections? They're trying to find all the people who are close to the president to what the president is saying because his Twitter account's down, his Facebook account's down, and you know he's not got the same ability to communicate with the public right now. So, you know, just as uh, people are trying to find people who are close to someone like Donald Trump to get the correct information. I want to encourage you, how near are we to Elohim so that we are receiving instructions directly from the source? And don't be afraid of pressing into the place of the source because that's where the true answers come from. That's the place that we need to be because listen one word from heaven is going to change your life it's going to bring transformation do we need direction in our lives do we need the assignments of the spirit to be spoken over our lives and when the word of Yahovah comes it doesn't always come at the time that we think uh, you know <laughs> you know, or it doesn't always come in the way that we want to receive it it might be very different to what we think or what we think is going to happen And that's why I don't spend time with conspiracy theories and I don't spend my time with all of this junk and answering all of that nonsense. I've got time to do that. We need to be in the presence of Yehovah. Let's get in the Word, read the Word and discover what the Scripture is saying. And let's live from a kingdom perspective. And then as we walk out what we are seeing in the heavenly realm, It doesn't matter what's going on in the world. The world is going to have to change in accordance with the will and purpose of the Father. Listen, I've got people writing to me. They're they're telling me, oh, get ready. There's teachings coming out this week concerning the tribulation. Are we walking into the tribulation right now? Is that where we are at? You know, what what do we believe in pre-trib, post-trib? You know, what what type of rapture are you waiting for and 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 let me tell you you know i believe we're so out of touch with the days in which we are living because we, we've got this whole mindset that everything is about america and it's not about america when we read the scriptures it's not about america you are born again of the spirit and yes there's an important part that america is playing on the global markets and even as believers there's an important part to be played and I'm not dismissing that but when we go to the scripture and we're taking the scriptures and we're just turning it and transferring it into all the events in America and oh this is happening now this is ha- this is what's going on in the global scene because of what's going on in America I believe we're missing the the true understanding of what is happening within the world in Christianity 99.9% of Bible prophecy is fulfilled. They're getting ready for pre-trib rapture any day now with what's happening because they believe it's just about the Jews coming back to the land of Israel and they've done their job. But there's so many scriptures that talk about the whole house of Israel returning. I believe the land deal is for today and not the millennial kingdom. And that shifts and changes everything as, you know, I've gone through the Torah, I've gone through the scriptures, and it's radically changed my theology, my understanding. And and it was these things, the land deal is for today and not the millennial kingdom. These were the messages 
by the Holy Spirit that brought me into a Hebraic walk. It wasn't because I was listening to teachers and people were convincing me. And there is literally hundreds of thousands of people coming back to the roots of the faith and no one's preaching to them. They've just gone through their scriptures. They're walking in revelation with the Father. And this is why, you know, I'm saying to you, it is so important that our number one encounter is not with man. But our number one encounter is in the presence of Elohim. So how much attention do we give to the words of heaven? How much attention are we giving to what is taking place in the presence of Yahovah? So I did say earlier we're going to go to Deuteronomy chapter 11, but I just need to get that out of my spirit so that we understand where we're at because many people are in fear because who do you listen to? And the bottom line is this, you know, all this crazy stuff, you've got to switch it off and get it away from you and, and get into the Word. And, and don't worry, you're not going to miss anything. You know, <laughs> I, never, I never forget a friend of mine in uh, North Carolina um, during one of the big storms, I think it was Andrew or something, a number of years ago, quite a while back. And, you know, he was so disconnected from the mainstream news, he didn't even know the hurricane's coming in. And him and his family all just went to bed uh, and, and everyone's got their news channels on. They're all watching. Oh, here comes this big hurricane. It's going to smash through Charlotte. It's going to be so bad. They had no idea what was happening because they weren't connected to mainstream news. They woke up the next morning and, you know, he comes downstairs to make a coffee. There's no electricity and stuff. And he looks out the back garden. It looks like a war zone. All the trees are flattened. <laughs> you know, everything is... What has gone on? He walks out the back door. Not one uh, face of his property was damaged in any way. And his trash can is sitting right at the back door next to the kitchen. (laughs) But his entire yard, all the trees are down everywhere. It's a disaster. And you just start walking down the street and you discover that, you know, it's not just happening around my house. You know, most of Charlotte was wiped out with the storm. It was so strong and so impacting. And, you know, how can someone be in bed and just sleeping through all of that in the midst of all of that storm and not being connected to the the news and not being concerned on the things that is happening? So let me tell you something. There's a place of safety in the presence of Yehovah. And there's plenty red alerts. There's plenty screaming and yelling on what's going to happen. And you can just be in the shalom of Yehovah, in the presence of Yehovah, seeking first his kingdom, getting the agenda of the Spirit, and applying it in this world. That's what we are called to do. And, you know, when you look, when you look at some of the most impacting people in signs and wonders and miracles, they were so disconnected from what's going on within the world. And, and you know, this is why you find people uh, who, in the world's eyes, look like they are insignificant. They're poor, they've, they've got nothing, and all of a sudden they just get this passion like Jackie Pullinger and, and others that, you know, have to go off to this country and go minister to the poor. No one even knows them. They don't have support. They just go out. And they start doing their work and start bringing forth transformation, the miracles of Yehovah. And then all of a sudden they become world-renowned and, and, and famous people because of the things they're doing. And all they're doing is just acting out the will of Yehovah and doing what he has called us to do. So don't be afraid to be disconnected from the world as long as you are connected in the Spirit. Hallelujah. All right. Deuteronomy chapter 11. Did I say that? I think I did. Okay, let's get back to it. Deuteronomy chapter 11. I want to read from verse 13. So if, uh, let's put some glasses on. All right, so I can see what's written on here. So if you faithfully obey the commands I am giving you today to love Yehovah your Elohim and to serve him with all of your heart and with all of your soul, then I will send rain on your land in its season, both autumn and spring rains, so that you may gather in your grain, new wine and oil. I will provide grass in the fields for your cattle, and you will eat and be satisfied. Be careful, or you will be 
um, enticed to turn away and worship other gods and bow down to them. Then Yehovah's anger will burn against you and he will shut the heavens so that it will not rain on the, and the ground will not yield, uh, will yield no produce. And you will soon perish from the good land Yehovah is giving you. Fix these words of mine <coughs> in your hearts and mind. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your forehead. Teach them to your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. Hallelujah. Write them on the door frames of your house and on your gates. Okay, and so on and so forth. But what do we see here? We see in this portion of Scripture, it's talking about, do you want to see the rain of blessing in the land that I am giving you, in the blessings I am giving you? If you want to see that, then don't serve foreign, foreign gods. Be careful that you're not enticed to turn away and worship other gods. It doesn't take much for us to get our eyes off of what the Father has called us to do. It doesn't take much when you see the peer pressure of other people trying to mold you and shape you. Look, it's it's human nature. You know, you've got people in authority and all they want to do is mold and shape you into things that benefit them. And, and that's not how we should be. We should be people who are edifying and building others so they become the best person that the Father has called them to be. And if we walk together, that's great. But what if we're not called to walk together? Can we still love? Can we still bless? Can we still encourage? And, and many people in the, uh, the, the believing communities, they're like, well, it, it, you know, if you're not of benefit to me, I don't really want to spend time time with you. I only do things that bring benefit to me. And that is not how we are called to live. I've had leaders come up and tell me, look, the only reason I want a relationship with you is because of what I can get from you, spiritually as well as physically. And, you know, this is the wrong type of mindset, and it must change because... The world system and motivation and training and, you know, unleashing the leadership within you and all of these books. And they may be uh, 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 Christian books, they may be worldly books or biblical principle books. But the bottom line is this. They're all talking about how you build the better you and how you increase and how the, the, the blessings come to you. But the scripture talks about laying down your life, dying to self. So you don't do something because of what you can get. You do it because he says. So what is the Father calling us to do? And, you know, as I've been going back, just reading the story of Elijah, I've just been really encouraged and you know i wanted to go up uh, mount carmel and just uh, stand on top of the mountain but of course with all this lockdown i'm not allowed to go uh, any more than a thousand meters from my home so i can't even get up the hill even though i can just about see it from here uh well i can see it from here but i can't get up mount carmel as i'm on the mediterranean you know but it's an incredible story of what takes place in chapter 17 of first kings it opens with this now elijah the tishbite from tishbe in gilead uh, said to ahab as yahovah the elohim of israel lives whom i serve there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years except at my word <laughs> now you look how powerful this word is you know what is he saying he is coming up and he's telling Ahab, there is going to be no rain. Why is there going to be no rain? Because of all of the false gods and idols and the way that you are leading Israel. You know, and what Jezebel is doing. You know, there is going to be a huge price that has to be paid. And in the midst of this no rain, what, uh, you know, what's, what's happening? Elijah is taken to a way, uh, to a place of the provision of Yehovah. And then you go to chapter 18. Now, I encourage you, just enjoy reading in the book of uh, Kings and just get these books uh, 
uh, into your uh, heart and, and, and just read through them and enjoy them. But in chapter 18, it says, After a long time in the third year, the word of Yehovah came to Elijah, Go and present yourself to Ahab, and, and I will send rain on the land. So, you know, you might just think, oh, there's a famine in the land. He stops, and now, now he's going he's gonna to bring rain to the land. But how does this unfold? And this is what is very important as we see this. Because we see in the Torah, and I'm sure Elijah saw in the Torah what was written there. And, you know, he knew that if you're going to go after other gods, it's not going to rain. You are not going to walk in the blessing. You're going to be defeated. <laughs> and, you know, as we draw near to Yehovah, we get to hear the words of Yehovah firsthand into what he is saying into our life. So Elijah, he's telling Ahab, you know, that the famine uh, is going to be over. The rain is coming, you know. But what does he do? What is the steps that he does? And and I'm just going to share it without breaking all of it down. But what's taking place in chapter 18 is he starts dealing with the Baal prophets, the false worship, okay? And, you know, he, he deals with uh, the priests of Baal. And I, I believe that right now in the spirit realm, what are we dealing with right now? We are dealing with the priests of Baal that are seeking to destroy nations, that are street, seeking to bring the agenda of Hasatan. And the Father has got his people set aside. Hallelujah. And uh, there's one of uh, Ahab's assistants that was going one way while Ahab was going the other way, uh, you know, trying to find streams to keep their livestock going. And uh, Elijah appears to one of them and basically, you know, he, he says, I'm trying to find where it is. Uh, if it doesn't spring out, I'll just say it off the top of my head anyway. Uh, oh, there it is. Verse 6 of chapter 18. So they divided the land. Uh, they were to cover Ahab going in one direction and Obadiah in another. As Obadiah was walking along, Elijah met him. Obadiah recognized him, bowed down to the ground and said, Is it really you, my lord Elijah? Yes, he replied. He said, Go tell your master, Elijah is here. <laughs> he says, what have, what have I done wrong? Asked Obadiah, that you are handing your servant over to Ahab to be put to death. What was he saying? You know. You're going to disappear, are you? Well, I'm going to go tell him that you're here. You are the most hated person in the news right now. As surely as Yahovah your Elohim lives, there is uh, not a nation or kingdom where my master has not sent someone to look for you. And whenever a nation or king claimed that you were not there, he made them swear they could not find you. But now... You tell me to go to my master and say, Elijah is here. I don't know where the spirit of Yehovah may carry you when I leave you. If I go and tell Ahab and he doesn't find you, he will kill me. Yet I, your servant, have worshipped Elohim, Yehovah, since my youth. Haven't you heard, my Lord, what I did with Jezebel when Jezebel was killing the prophets of the Lord? I hid a hundred of Yehovah's prophet in two caves, 50 in each cave, a cave, and supplied them with food and water. And now you tell me, go to my master and say, Elijah is here? He will kill me. Elijah said, <coughs> As Yehovah Almighty lives, whom I serve, I will surely present myself to Ahab today. Hallelujah. So we see the process of what is going on. Elijah is hunted. He is hated because of delivering the word of Yehovah. And what's the purpose of the prophet? The job of the prophet is to bring us in line with the Torah. So what's he saying? You're out of line. You're serving other gods. It's not going to rain. You are putting this famine on yourself because of your actions. And it's affecting the whole nation. So you might be thinking, well, I'm a believer in Yeshua. Why am I being affected by COVID? Why am I being affected by the decisions of other nations? We are going to be affected. But the Father will make a way. He will bring forth provision. He will bring forth the supplies and the things that we need to overcome. So we do not need to be 
in fear, but we want to be those who are walking in righteousness. And we want to see that open heaven. And we see through the life of Elijah in the midst of this famine that he is close in the presence of Yehovah. He goes to the brook Kerith. He's receiving his provision in unusual ways. And we don't know how the Father is going to provide in these days and what structure and what system he will use to make sure that we have the things that we need. A raven. We have ravens here in Kasaria, Israel. And, you know, they're a pain in the neck, you know, uh, in the garden. You know, my joy, Jack Russell, he likes to chase them and they, they play games with him and they land in different places. You know, but they're always bringing stuff into the garden, you know, like bones or... Uh, you know, dead rats and half-eaten rats and uh, fish. I don't know where to get half the stuff from, but my wife has a couple of bowls of water that they like to go and wash their face in and wash all their uh, prizes in before they're eating them and hiding them up in the trees and stuff. So it's really quite interesting watching the ravens work. But the fact that a raven is going to take food and bring it to the servant of the Lord, wow. That's miraculous. And it didn't just happen one day. It happened on and on and on. So what do we see? We see that uh, Obadiah, he's freaking out. He's like, I can't believe what's happening. Because Elijah's got the blame because he's the one that carried the word. And, you know, now he's going to present himself. And what's he going to do? He's going to say it's time to deal with with the false prophets, okay? And I'm bouncing around here. <coughs> Verse 20. Excuse my cough and stuff. I was having like an allergy thing from being outside just before I came in. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Anyway, we just had uh, rain and stuff like that. So I shouldn't be uh, suffering with uh, my nose and stuff. But anyway, forgive me for that. Okay, verse 20. So Ahab sent word throughout all Israel and assembled the prophets on Mount Carmel. Oh yeah, where are we at? Okay, let's have a look. Uh, Stay here, don't kill me. I've hidden the prophets in the caves. Um, Okay, right, verse 15. Let's just read from there. Okay, Elijah says, As Yehovah Almighty lives, whom I serve, I will surely present myself to Ahab today. Hallelujah. So Obadiah, he went to meet Ahab and told him, and Ahab went to meet Elijah. When he saw Elijah, he said to him, Is that you, you troubler of Israel? I have not made trouble for Israel, Elijah replied, but you and your father's family have, and you have abandoned Yehovah's commandments and have followed the Baals. Now summon the people from all over Israel to meet me on Mount Carmel and bring 450 prophets of Baal and 400 prophets of Asher uh, who eat at Jezebel's table. So Ahab sent the word throughout all of Israel and assembled the prophets on Mount Carmel. Elijah went before the people and he said, How long will you waver between two opinions? And this is interesting. You know, he's, he's bringing the assembly of the people together. He's not just dealing with the rulers. He's, he's speaking directly to the people. And he's saying, how long are you going to, um, are, are you going to waver between two opinions? If Yahovah is Elohim, follow him. But if Baal is Elohim, follow him. But the people said nothing. They're scared, too scared to say anything because of the dictatorship of Ahab and Jezebel. Then Elijah said to them, I am the only one of Yahovah's prophets left, but Baal has 450 prophets. Get two bulls for us and let them choose one for themselves um, and let them cut it into pieces and put it on the wood but not to set fire to it. I will prepare the other bull and put it on the wood, but not set fire to it. Then you call on the name of your God, and I'll call on the name of Yehovah, the Elohim who answers by fire. Uh, He is Elohim. Then all the people said, 
What you say is good, Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, choose one of your bulls, prepare it first, since there are so many of you. Call on the name of your God, but do not light the fire. So they took the bull that he had given them and prepared it. Then they called on the name of Baal from morning till noon. Oh, Baal, answer us, they shouted. But there was no response. No one answered. And they danced around the altar that they had made. At noon, Elijah began to taunt them. Shout louder, he said. Surely he is God. Perhaps he is deep in thought or busy or traveling. Maybe he's sleeping and must be awakened. So they shouted louder. They slashed themselves with swords and spears, as was their custom, until their blood was flowing. Midday passed and they continued their frantic prophesying until the time of evening sacrifice, but there was no response. No one answered. No one paid attention. Then Elijah said to all the people, Come here to me. And they came to him, and he replied, uh, or, uh, and he repaired the altar of Yehovah, which was in ruins, you know, because of everything that was going on. Elijah took 12 stones, one for each of the tribes um, descended from Jacob, to whom the word of Yehovah had come, saying, Your name shall be Israel. With the stones, he built an altar in the name of Yehovah, and he dug a trench around it large enough to hold two sieves of seed. He arranged the wood, cut the bull into pieces, and laid it on the wood. Then he said to them, Fill four large jars with water and pour it out on the offering um, and on the wood. Do it again, he said. Uh, and they did it again. Do it a third time, he ordered them. And they did it the third time. The water ran down around the altar and even filled the trench. At the time of sacrifice, the prophet Elijah stepped forward and he prayed. O Yehovah Elohim of Abraham, Isaac and Israel, let it be known today that you are the Elohim of Israel and that I am your servant and I have done these things at your command. Answer me, O Yehovah, answer me so that these people will know that you, O Yehovah, are Elohim and that you are turning their hearts back again. Then the fire of Yehovah fell and burnt up the sacrifice, the wood, the stones, the soil. It also licked up all the water in the trenches. When all the people saw this, they fell prostrate and they cried, Yehovah, he is Elohim. Yehovah is Elohim. Then Elijah commanded them, seize the prophets of Baal. Don't let anyone get away. They seized them. And Elijah had them brought down uh, to the, the, the Kishon Valley and slaughtered, uh, and they were slaughtered there. And Elijah said to Ahab, Go eat and drink, for there is a sound of a heavy rain. And everything we see that Elijah is doing within this portion of Scripture, you know, he is, he is pleading heaven for the miracles. He's, you know, he's not saying grace for eating a meal. Oh, Father, thank you for the food. Bless it to my bodies in Yeshua's name, or our bodies in Yeshua's name. Amen. No, he's not. He's tapping into the heavenlies. He is bringing the promises of Yehovah before the Father. That's what he's doing. Oh, Yehovah, Elohim of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Israel, let it be known today that you are the God in Israel, and I am your servant. And I've done all these things at your command. I am standing on your promises and I'm petitioning heaven to move on my behalf. And we are called to see heaven move. And this is why we've got to draw near to him. Do we want to see victory in the things that we face? Then we must draw near in the presence of Yehovah because it's time for heaven to speak. So, of course, the fire comes down. Hallelujah. The people fall prostrate. They recognize, wait a second, we are being deceived by this Jezebel. We are following these false uh, uh, gods. We're walking in the wrong way. We've given up on Yehovah. 
Elijah commanded them, seize the prophets, take them down. They slaughtered them. Then he told Ahab, get something to eat. So Ahab went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel. Why? Because he heard the sound of heavy rain. So where did he hear the sound of heavy rain? He didn't hear it in the natural. He was connected in the spirit. And, you know, this is why I want us to be in the place where we are living near to Elohim so that we are hearing what's going on in the heavenlies. And we're not just hearing the echo of what's happening in this earthly realm, but we are truly hearing from the spirit of Yehovah. So he gets up there, he hears the sound of rain, and he climbs back up the mountain. He's already gone down into the valley where uh, the false prophets were slaughtered. And, you know, then he climbs back up that mountain. So he sends Ahab off to eat, and he goes mountain climbing. And what does he do? Elijah climbs to the top of Carmel. He bent down to the ground and put his face between his knees. <laughs> he says to his servant, go look towards the sea, he told his servant. And he went and he, and he looked. There is nothing there, he said. Seven times Elijah said, go back. The seventh time the servant reported, a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Meanwhile, the sky grew, uh, grew uh, black with clouds and wind rose and heavy rain came on uh, as Ahab rode off to Jezreel. The power of Yahovah came upon Elijah, and he tucked his cloak into his belt, and he ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel. That's like 15 miles. That's how far he ran. It's not, it's not like Elijah was like 25 years old when all this was happening. He's an old man, and he takes off. Why? How did he take off? The power of Yahovah came upon him so he hears the sound of heavy rain but not in this earth and he sends his servant go look he's waiting for the manifestation and what's he doing you know what what's the position that he is in he bent down to the ground and put his face between his knees what's going on he's getting in the position of childbirth he, he's getting in the, in, the, in the position of travailing in the spirit. And he's saying, I'm going to give birth to this. You know, this is the word of Yahovah. He's pressing in in the spirit to bring forth the manifestation of the answers of Elohim. This is why we need to be living near to Elohim. This is why we've got to be living life in the spirit. We cannot be those who shrink back. There's many people with their clever words and their schemes. They think that they've got everything sewn up. They think that their deceptive tactics can work. But hear the word of Yahovah. It cannot work in the presence of a mighty God because the battle's not in this realm. It's in the heavenly realm. So if we know how to tap into the heavenly realm and deal with the principalities and deal with the strongholds and petition our request before the Father. We will see victory in Yeshua's name. And what I love about seeing the, the, the cloud the size of a man's hand, it's almost like a deposit guaranteeing that his promises will be fulfilled. Now, I'm getting a little excited about this here because this is so important because, you know, how do you stop moving into deferred hope when you're waiting, when you're waiting? Father, I'm waiting for the promises. What's the part that we had to have to play? And I shared this last night. You know, how many people feel like God's failing them? How many people feel like God's not answering prayers? How many people have been in a battle and it's failed? Where is God? Has God left me? Has he forsaken me? And, and so many times we can come to this personal testimony that we have not overcome. We've not seen the victory in Yehovah. Well, one thing we can see from the scripture as we spend time in the word, it's not a problem with the word. His word is truth. His word is strong. It's not going to come back void. It will accomplish that for which it has been sent. So something has to change within our lives. How do we align ourselves in the spirit and one of the key things that i'm sharing with you right now is we have to learn how to fight uh, 
in the heavenly realm. I don't know about you. Are you ready for the fight? Are you ready? Well, I don't want to fight. Oh, I just commit my ways to God. If it be thy will, oh God, if it be thy will, everything will be okay if it be thy will. You know, is this how we're called to live or can we know the plans and purposes of Yehovah that we can stand on the plans and purposes of a mighty God? In the book of James, some of these things gets mentioned. And I want to go to the book of James chapter 5, uh, yeah, verse 13. Is any one of you in trouble? He should pray. <laughs> is, any, is anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise. Is any one of you sick? He should call the elders of the assembly to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of Yehovah. And, and the prayer offered in faith will make the sick, the sick person well. Yehovah will raise him up. If he has sinned, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous man is powerful and effective. So we've got to understand that if we can truly get to the place where we live life by the Spirit, you know, and look, this is not difficult when you have the Holy Spirit as your counselor. Verse 17, Elijah was a man just like us. Okay, hold on. Elijah, he was a man just like us. So, so what's James saying here? You've got no excuse. Elijah is just like me and you. He's just a man who sought after the will and purposes of Yehovah. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. And again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crop. Hallelujah. So what did he do? He prayed earnestly. You know, Father, don't send rain on the ground. Why? Because Baal worship has taken place. You know, where's the body of Messiah right now concerning the evil that we have in our nations? You know, have we called a fast to ask for a famine in the land because of what the homosexuals are doing, because of Black Lives Matter, because of all these crazy organizations and their evil agendas? Are we asking for the wrath of Yehovah, for the famine of Elohim to come, to shake the nations up, bring the nations to their knees. Maybe this pandemic, one of the things that's going to come out of it, it's bringing people to their knees to recognize we need to turn to Yehovah. How else are we going to get through this? How do we get through this day? But Elijah was just a man, or was a man just like us. And I don't want you to look at the characters of the scripture and be disconnected for who they are because we lift them up. Yes, we honor them as the patriarchs of the faith. Hallelujah for what they have done. But when we understand that how, how did they see themselves in their daily walk? And, you know, if we go and read the next chapter in 1 Kings, you know, chapter 18, you got that crazy woman Jezebel. What's she up to? She's up to no good, isn't she? Uh, so, you know, and what I'm saying in this, you know, he dealt, he had to deal with fear, had to deal with different challenges. <coughs> you know, uh, verse 19, he, he, he's on in flight to Hebron because of Jezebel, Jezebel wanting to kill him. So, look, we are called to get to that place where we are living near to Elohim so we can hear the words of Yehovah. We can't pray like we're praying for our meal. We've got to know how to move into the gifts of the Spirit. And I encourage you, if you don't pray in tongues, ask the Holy Spirit to give you tongues. You know, you might think, oh, that's wacko weird. No, it's not wacko weird because the gift of tongues will edify you and build you in your faith. And when you don't have a word to say and you've, you've prayed out everything you know to pray out, what are you going to pray? You start praying in the Spirit. You start warring in the spirits, And 
many of the key revelations I received from the Father come from praying in the Spirit. Sharima takahasha. We press in, we pray in the Spirit. We see the manifestation of the interpretation of tongues as the Holy Spirit reveals what has been said. So we've got to move into a whole new dimension. And that's not the Pentecostal movement with some false anointing. You know, look, you have to understand the false anointing. That Kindalini spirit, I don't want anything to do with those false uh, anointings. We're not called to be drunk, falling all over the place, calling it the work of the spirit. We're not called to be laughing for 10 hours that we can't preach and minister. Uh, You're not called to be barking like dogs, clucking like chickens and whatever type of crazy manifestation that people take up and oh it's a mighty move of god we're having revival you're having revival you're off your face you need to get sent away to a mental institute that's where you need to head my because the father wants you in your right mind uh you know we're not called to be drunk we're not called to walk in these ways so so we have to understand how do we embrace the things of the spirit you know, whilst keeping our spirit clean without picking up on all of the junk and those false anointings, those kindalini false holy spirits. But we want to know what is right. But in the midst of all of that, don't throw away the gifts. Because, you know, I'm praying for signs and wonders and miracles. I'm praying for transformation. You want to see a whole nation change? Then this is what we saw with Elijah. And here we are thinking about door to door, knocking on doors. Let me tell you something. You start to see famine come to the land. You start to hear the prophets speaking out. You start to see everyone being reduced to almost nothing. And then father, the father dealing with those false prophets of Baal. What's going to happen? The people are going to recognize who Yehovah is. And we pray that over our nation. So I want to encourage you, in the, in the place of prayer over this Sabbath, don't just pray, oh Lord, if it be thy will, just help me through the day. Help me, oh, I just come into your rest. No, will you get hold of the commandments of Yahovah and, and proclaim the commands back to Yahovah? Father, you said that you will gather your people from the nations and bring them back to the land. Father, you said that there will be a revival in Torah. We will wake up and you will bring us back to the land, that we will be more prosperous in the land than our forefathers. This is the promises that you gave, that even Solomon in all his glory was nothing compared to what you are going to pour out in your people on these last days. You also said, Father, they'll no longer talk about the first exodus because of the second exodus, the move of Yehovah in what is happening. So, Father, we proclaim and we declare it is time for the people of Elohim to come home. This is how we petition We petition heaven. We take hold of what the promises are, what the word says. Father, you said that the gospel of the kingdom, not the gospel of just say the prayer after me, Jesus, The gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the earth. Father, you said that Israel, that Jerusalem will be a beacon to the nations and that that rulers of nations will come to Jerusalem to inquire of Yehovah, to settle disputes they will come here. That's what you said. That's your word. You said the two sticks will become one in our hand. You said that you'll bring us back to the land and we will never again be divided. I don't see that in modern day Zionism, but I certainly see it in the the children of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. And it's not about your blood. It's not if you're a, a blood relative, because, you know, when Yeshua died, Judah was cut off. And the only way that we can have salvation, if we're from the southern kingdom, the northern kingdom, or just of the nations, the only way for salvation is to be grafted in. We have to be part of the Jeremiah chapter 31 covenant. So I want to encourage you, let's get to a place where we are standing on the promises of Yehovah, that his promises are yes and amen. And this is just the foundation well, we're, we're going to get a little radical this week because we need to get a little radical. I'm not sitting back, you know, over the things that are happening to us, over the assignments. As we have done 40 days pressing in of preparation, now we're doing seven days saying enough is enough. In Yeshua's name, we proclaim the victory. 
The enemies up there orchestrating his disastrous schemes on how he destroys the children of Elohim. Why? There's a heavenly battle going on. And we need to tap into that heavenly battle and destroy the works of the evil one. Oh yeah, we're entering into his rest. Yeah, I'm talking about warfare. <laughs> but we're entering into his rest. I'm, I'm talking about proclaiming the word. But you want to feel the peace of Yahovah? You just need to find the eye of the storm and get in the eye of the storm and you will be in that place of perfect peace. Hallelujah. So I'm not telling you your Shabbat's going to be all crazy. It's going to be peaceful in the presence of Yahovah as he teaches us how to act so that we can be victorious in everything that we say and do. We shout the victory. Hallelujah. Yeshua is on the throne. I hope you've been blessed and encouraged with the word tonight. And I uh, can't wait till Sunday. We've got our Zoom call. Man, we're going to be moving an intercessory prayer. And, you know, you know, we've got to get out of this conservative mindset and just let it go and get on with what the Father has called us to do in pressing in, in intercession. What did I say these past few days? There's no office in the Bible of an intercessor. You can't find the job title intercessor. We are all called to intercede. But the problem we have today is people are so full of themselves and they just come to the Word to find out what they can get for themselves. And I challenge you today with everything that's within me. Don't be uh, self-seeking. Don't spend your whole life with me, myself and I. But look at ways on how we lay our lives down to minister to the hearts of others. That we can set the captives free as we become free Hallelujah. If you're blessed and encouraged with the word today, I want to encourage you. Uh, email me, Kenny at bulldozerfaith.com. Just send me an email. What, what's the Father saying to you in the midst of these devotions, at the midst of this time? Write a note. We've got a newsletter that's coming out at the end of the month, and we want to get testimonies coming in so that we can share. So what, what's the Father saying to you? We overcome by the blood of the Lamb in the word of our testimony. If you have a testimony and you want it to be included in our community, newsletter then i encourage you send in uh, those emails you can also write directly to esther it's esther at bulldozerfaith.com or you can send it to kenny at bulldozerfaith.com and i will forward it on to esther but this is the hour for us to testify and encourage each other in the things that the father is doing if you're blessed and encouraged with the ministry i want to encourage you where are you sowing are you taking the first fruits of the things the Father is giving you and sowing it into the kingdom? If you're not, I want to encourage you, give to Bulldozer Faith. You can do it at bulldozerfaith.com forward slash give. If you do give on a regular basis, thank you for standing with our ministry as we desire to take the gospel of the kingdom to this generation. So keep standing with us. Keep praying for us. We are in the midst of a huge battle right now, and we are not shrinking back. We are going to overcome in Yeshua's name. And we know that the Father has everything mapped out that what we need to see the victory in Messiah. So what part do we have to play in proclaiming the word to this generation? What is it going to take to get the message out? What's it going to take to get written materials done so that we can be even more effective and reach even more people? Stand with us. That's how we can do it with our offerings and uh, with our uh, tithes and, and whatever the Father leads you to give. Hallelujah. We appreciate it. Anyway, hallelujah. Shabbat shalom. I hope uh, this word has been a blessing to you and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. And, uh, you know, we're just going to keep pressing in on this. Whew, it's exciting stuff. I can't wait. You know, look, it's, it's Shabbat. Yeah, but let me tell you something. It might be Shabbat, but, you know, we can still see the sick healed today. We can still see the lame walking. So if you're sick, place your hands on the part of your body where you're sick. Father, in Yeshua's name, it is by your stripes we are healed. We release the healing power of Yehovah over the sick right now. We say be healed in Yeshua's name. We cancel out the assignments against you, against your health, and we say healing belongs to you in Yeshua's name. You are victorious and an overcomer, and all assignments of the enemy be broken off your life in Yeshua's name. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and it needs to be free 
from this ease in Yeshua's name. Thank you, Father. All right, so I'm checking out now, but what a, a great time it has been to be with you tonight. Appreciate every one of you. And uh, we're going to launch this on podcast in just a few minutes. If you've enjoyed the message, I just want to encourage you, put some thumbs up right now. Just let people know that you're enjoying the message. If you're on YouTube, just put the thumbs up there on YouTube. And, and listen, take a moment and share this message with someone. Do you know someone that needs this message today? The podcast will be ready in the next 15 minutes and will be posted here as well. But who can you share this message with? Be blessed and encouraged. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Till tomorrow, Yehovah bless. Shabbat Shalom.